and welcome to another episode of Heels on the Court. Sam, how's it going? Oh, it's all right. Disappointing Super Bowl. Uh, we'll get into that. And what else has been going on? It's so much, actually. So Hall much. Hall of Fame, football, good stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. You know, the Super Bowl was super excited to see the Chiefs, like, hopefully reclaim their title. That didn't happen. Um, <laughs> excited for Super Bowl commercials, but was kind of disappointed. I only had, like, two favorites um, out of all of them, which is kind of sad. Usually I love the Super Bowl commercials. Um, but yeah, no, lots of stuff going on in the Hall of Fame and all that kind of jazz. So we can get right into it. Um, I'm glad I didn't put any money down on the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start off right there. Uh, losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 to 9. Um, yeah, that was, that was rough. Um, not even, I'm not even a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Bucks fan either. That's uh, that's just a horrible game to watch. It reminds me of the, um, what was it, 2014, 2014 Super Bowl with the Broncos and the Seahawks, where the Seahawks just oh, yeah. demolished mm-hmm. the Broncos. And the Broncos aren't my team, but I was totally rooting for them. Um, and that was just awful. Of course, the next year, the Broncos redeemed themselves. And luckily, I was able to to see that happen um, while I was living in Colorado. So we all went nuts. Um, but <laughs> no, I mean, it was just it was it was awful. Like, I, I, there's nothing else to say. I mean, of course, Brady and Gronk did their thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, you, you gotta give them so much credit for the whole thing though. And, and, um, as much as I think we're all really sick of watching Tom Brady win Super Bowls, the guy's 43 years old and has won. So, I mean, like, come on, he's won seven and it's, it's honestly, it's like something somebody made up. It really is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a Hollywood script. And we all hate it because he's the handsome guy dating the supermodel who is winning seven Super Bowls and drafted in the fifth round, 199th overall. And he's just got the whole world, you know, the whole world is in the palm of his hand right now. He he can't do anything wrong. He really can't. Yeah. And it's just, I, I hope ugh. he never, I hope he never does anything wrong because <laughs> yeah, I don't know actually if he has or hasn't, um, but I, I don't want like what a blemish that would be on the NFL with right. all the problems that they've had with people. Well, I mean, there was Deflate Gate superstar when... <laughs> of superstars go down in some fashion. I think that would be really, really bad. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the only thing I can think of is Deflate Gate from the Patriots. Um, oh well. Well, where he was like suspended for just a couple of games, which like isn't even like a big deal, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if he ever did anything that was like super bad that like put him in jail or something like that, like something that people don't come back from, it would totally just mm-hmm. demolish um, his whole like career and his success. But yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, it's it's just one of those things because in, in football, you know, I forgot about the deflating footballs and because my my bar my expectations for how somebody should behave on a football field is just like so low yeah (laughs) um, (laughs) it's really really not hard to to get by 
And that was a big thing for me with the the Chiefs and and kind of why I almost didn't want them to win is just because of all of the off-field stuff that was going on with them. And and I'm not just talking about the Britt Reid situation, which was really, really bad, Uh, really, really terribly sad, Um, senseless. I I don't know. I I hope there were no drugs or alcohol involved, but Britt Reid has a history of drug and alcohol addiction and as we know Andy Reid's son died of a drug overdose also his other son and Britt Reid had a DUI in like 2008 so I just and then yeah I believe that they they did they did say that alcohol um was involved so it was okay yeah I believe I believe that's what I heard over over the weekend which is unfortunate um but I think the NFL handled that especially on the broadcast i think that they handled it um with grace like giving their best wishes out to the the children who were injured and and things Mm -hmm. like that and to the family who was also involved in in the incident but yeah it's just it was not the chief's weekend at all no for for many reasons you know what though it's CBS waited until the last five minutes of the game. I saw some people on Twitter were upset about that, that somebody should have mentioned the whole story earlier. And I don't, I don't know what you do in a situation like that when you're a broadcaster, if you even just mention it or leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you do? I mean, what, what's ethical there? I don't know. It's super hard. And I mean, you know, people can be, usually I don't watch the pregame along with most of America. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I tuned into the Super Bowl three hours early um, this year. I was visiting my grandmother. She just got her second COVID vaccine. So um, my mom and I drove down to her house so that we could take care of her in case there were any side effects like people have been reporting. Luckily, she just slept for two days. She was just super tired, but she didn't get a fever. She didn't, she wasn't sick or anything. But um, we were down there and she's got this massive television, beautiful picture perfect for the Super Bowl. I'm glad that we watched the Super Bowl at her house um, because my TV just wouldn't have done it justice. But um, for the pregame, for like the first like two or three hours of what on CBS, um, they brought it up a couple of times and they kept just saying that they hope that everybody involved was okay. And um, they were like sending out their best wishes and prayers and things like that. So they did mention it a couple of times, but it's such a tricky situation because, you know, while, while it is an NFL issue, it's, it's more of a chief's issue um, because, you know, these, these teams are part of the league um, and it reflects negatively on the league if the league doesn't say anything, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But it really is a PR issue for the Chiefs. Now, with that being said, uh, have I been following anything that the Chiefs have put out or said about anything? No, I haven't. Um, and I probably should have looked into that before this podcast. Um, <laughs> but it's more the NFL doesn't necessarily have in my mind, even though it ethically this sounds awful, in my mind, they don't have any type of res- like responsibility to do anything about it. They will put in their input for to the Chiefs saying, you know, this is the protocol for what we think should happen probably. 
And what most likely is probably either going to happen is he will end up leaving on his own accord um, and just leaving the organization in general. Um, I believe that that's the first option. The second option will probably be he'll go on a leave of absence and go to rehab to try and get clean and then come Mm -hmm. back. Or um, they're just going to put out a generic apology and not do anything, which I think is going to be, that's the worst option um, that they could choose, which probably won't happen, is just sending out an apology and nobody having anything happen to them. Um, Hopefully, um, I mean, jail time might be on the docket. I'm I'm not a lawyer yet, so I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> how that that stuff works out. But I mean, a DUI is a big deal, and you know we're both in California, and California has a three strikes rule um, mm-hmm. for DUIs. So that of course that varies across all different states. But I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm sure this will be either big news or it'll be swept under the rug, and nobody will ever remember what happened. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, it's it's his it's his third offense, second DUI. I don't I don't see him if it, I, I mean I don't know. I just don't see him avoiding jail time. Uh and what's so disappointing about the whole thing is his career started after his second uh felony. It, it's just like yeah. 2007 he 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 got into some kind of altercation on the road and held a gun to somebody's face and then in 2008, he had that DUI, and and then he got a graduate assistant position at Temple in 2010. And nepotism is, is real in this situation, in this case. He got an opportunity that a lot of people wouldn't get, which is a second chance at his career. Whatever the career path you're on, you usually don't get that chance. No matter what you do, if you have two felony offenses like that, you don't get a second chance. I, I mean, you, you don't even get a second chance, even if you don't have a felony. I mean, it, mm-hmm. quick side story. I mean, my voicemail box was full one time while I was still in college looking. It was my senior year, and I was looking for a, uh, a a job after graduation, and I was interviewing with a professional sports team. I won't name which team. It was like a second or third round interview, and they said that they were going to email me to set up a time to call while I was frivolously checking my email never got an email, never got an email, never got an email. And then I get an email from my business of sports uh, director that was chewing me out saying that they tried to call me and leave me a voicemail, but they couldn't because my voicemail box was full. So I immediately emailed the the manager of the department that I was trying to work in. And he basically told me, tough luck. Like next time you need to clear out your inbox, like you don't get a second chance. I'm, I'm not wasting my time with you. Um, and while that hurt, and I still kind of hold a grudge against that, um, it taught me I delete all of my voicemails now. My voicemail box is always ready to receive a voicemail. Um, and it's a lesson learned. But I mean, and I didn't do anything wrong. They told me that to look for an email yeah. and never got an email and they called me instead. So, and that's not even anything significant to have a felony and get a second chance. Man, y- you are one lucky duck. Well, let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're not here to take a position on, you know, like the, the first offense came with the drug charge and, 
and I could get into how I feel about the way that we punish or don't punish certain drug offenses in this country, and we could have a whole separate podcast on that, but that's not what we're about. Uh, but the the facts are, and you just don't get another try. I mean, that's the way that our society is set up right now. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen it happen where a coach – got a position and got a DUI and then lost that position. I've seen that happen before. Um, and sometimes there's a second chance involved and sometimes there isn't. And I'm just a little, I think we're all disappointed. Um, and I feel badly for the family, especially because, you know, they didn't, they don't want to be a part of the Super Bowl. That wasn't their plan for that weekend. No. Um, so it's frustrating. It's a frustrating thing to see, but we, we can move on to happier, uh, more more positive topics. <laughs> yeah, along here, but let's let's talk about another loser of this weekend, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> a little different kind, but yeah, different different um, kind of loser. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the game, you know why Patrick Mahomes is a loser. Uh, it's not necessarily that he was bad. I mean, he had to play behind a makeshift offensive line against one of the best mm-hmm. pass rushes in football. It's a it's a miracle that we didn't see him get sacked more than than what happened. Yeah, and and they were missing Mitchell Schwartz too, which is a big deal. Um and you know, one of the top linemen in the league for a really long time now and so it's, it's it's like we, we, what we talked about with the Steelers with with kind of missing certain pieces in in the casual fan just you know you don't recognize how important those those pieces are. I think even intense in and very dedicated fans sometimes take for granted their offensive line and their defensive front of their favorite teams. They don't realize how much that really makes an impact on the game. And when you're missing your glue for the offensive line, I mean it's it's going to cause problems. And we saw that and we saw him run for his life uh, on multiple uh, occasions and almost made the impossible happen in those situations. And I think one of the things that stands out to me the most is all of these things where like, you know, ESPN and everybody's making it out to be this whole thing that he is going to have this collapse now in his career. And this is a blemish on his records. Dude's 25 years old. Get Come on. Stop trying to yeah. create stories out of nothing. He is, he's been to two yeah. Super Bowls. He's been to two Super back Bowls. Back to back. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. And and you know, these comparisons to Russell Wilson and his first three years of his career and these are come on. It, it's just two yeah. different people. It's two different situations. The Chiefs are gonna be fine. Tom yeah, Brady is just on another level than everyone else at, at 43 years old. It, the the man will literally never, he will never quit. I mean, I was talking over the weekend and I was just like, you know, if he loses this weekend, he should totally retire. Um, and like in my head, I was like, yes, Brady, retire, retire, retire. But I mean, I was talking with people. I'm like, he's the oldest quarterback in the NFL. Um, right behind him at 42 is Drew Brees, and Brees just retired. <laughs> so um, I'm just kind of like, damn, like, how long are you going to go? But I'm interested to see. I mean, I guess because he's a quarterback, it's kind of different. But I'm interested to see. Um, if there's anything that goes on with his head, like, I don't know how many concussions, um, Brady has gotten over his lifetime and whatever, but I'm interested to see down the road, um, developments with CTE, like 
if his body, like, ends up breaking down. I, I don't think it will, but also, I, I read somewhere that him and his wife have a weird, like, diet that they do, and he, like, only eats plants, and it it was really strange, and I didn't understand most of it, and I don't even know if he still does that, because it sounded super unhealthy, especially for somebody who's doing that much exercise, um, but I'm just interested to see, like, what he's going to do, but I will say that I do like Tom Brady more on the Buccaneers than I did Tom Brady on the Patriots, he just seems happier. <laughs> like, doesn't he seem like he's like so happy? Yeah, well, it's it's that whole discussion everybody's having is is having is is you know was it Bill Belichick or was it Tom Brady? And I think it was both. But I I don't think people are happy playing for Bill Belichick. And we've heard players come out and say that they weren't happy playing. Like Danny Amendola was happy that he got out and went to go play for Matt Patricia in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it it can take a lot out of you apparently playing in New England. Um, is it's just a standard that they hold that's just higher than the rest of the league, I guess. Um, you know, I didn't play in the NFL. I don't know, but that's what I'm hearing. So it's... You didn't? It's a little... No, no. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's it's just interesting that, um, you know, I, I, I think it's an overreaction to say that Bill Belichick had nothing to do with this. Oh, yeah, no. I really, I really don't like that. I really don't like I've been hearing that, like... Oh yeah, Tom Brady was the reason the the Patriots won and all those years and it had nothing to do with Bill Belichick and why why couldn't Bill Belichick have turned Tom Brady into Tom Brady and then Tom Brady went and did Tom Brady things elsewhere, you know? Yeah. It's it, it's too late in a, into a career to judge a coach based off of one player. Um so and, and Bill Belichick was pretty good before Tom Brady. Um so I mean, it's just one of those good combinations. I, I yeah. think it's an overreaction. Let's just remember where Tom Brady was drafted and all of that. And I think that, like you said, it is a combination of the two of them. I think that, you know, another coach maybe would have clicked and lit that spark in Brady's head. But, you know, if, if fans and butts were whatever, I don't know the saying. I mean, like, if we could, like, change the past and see what would have happened and then Mm. that would be cool but we can't so we will never know but i do think that it's a combination um and it's one of those rare combinations like you don't that that's one of those combos that you see like once every couple hundred years um (laughs) (laughs) you know like and of course like as soon as we can tom brady will go into the pro football hall of fame which is a great segue thank you um (laughs) just talking a little bit about um the 2021 class um pro football hall of fame class they've got um three uh what is it three including former indianapolis colts and denver broncos quarterback Peyton Manning is among the Hall of Fame class. Um, He was a 14-time Pro Bowl selection and five-time league MVP. We've got former Oakland Raiders and Green Bay Packers defensive back Charles Woodson. And we've got former Detroit Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson. And they were all selected in their first year of eligibility, uh, which is really cool. And then I think Mm -hmm. we also owe a big congratulations to Russell Wilson for getting the Man of the Year award. He's done so much for his community like they showed like a little 
clip of him and Ciara like doing stuff in Seattle and giving back and it's just it's just so nice to see that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. clearly these guys have the money to to do it um but you know not everybody does not everybody has that kind of thinking um and whatever so it's it's always nice to see that's like always one of my main goals is whenever I make it I just want to give like, not give my money away, but, like, I want to give back as much as, like, I've received, because I feel super fortunate to have received what I have, so, I don't know, it was, it was a cool, cool weekend for the, uh, (laughs) the, the Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, and don't forget, Alan Fanica got in there, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you gotta give my Steelers a shout out, but, um, (laughs) you know, Alan Fanica is, it's kind of interesting, he's, he's the uh, epitome of of what I talk about so often, which is linemen after their careers turning into like people that look like me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and he, he totally like if you Google before and after pictures looking like, during his career and after his career, it's it's really funny. And he is so skinny now. Um but was an NFL lineman, a Hall of Fame NFL lineman, and it's one of those things I've always just been fascinated with. <laughs> it's like because you would think, right? That when we look at most athletes, most athletes are in really good shape mm-hmm. when they're um, when they're playing, and then their career ends, and then they start eating like they normally were eating when they were playing, and then they lose control of their weight. But NFL linemen are the reverse because I think they're so happy to not have to eat so much anymore that they like that don't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. It's like they're on a regular person diet because they finally feel like they don't have to eat the whole kitchen. Uh, before they go to work every day, but um, if you, if you haven't seen the go go look at at before you know during his career pictures and after his career pictures because it's it's pretty funny. But um, and I then think the biggest go follow surprise... Sam on Instagram and then see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then make a comparison between the two of them and then we'll. <laughs> uh, I think he's in a little bit better shape than I am. But yeah, that's, that's okay, uh, but. Uh, the, the biggest surprise to me from the NFL Hall of Fame is Calvin Johnson. I wasn't sure he was going to get in. And and I think he's one of the best receivers in a generation, but he retired so early that I wasn't sure that that, that was going to be enough. Uh, but it turned out to be, and I'm happy that it was because I don't want people to forget how good he really was. And, and he's just another person that, like Andrew Luck, just took responsibility for his health and yeah, and decided that it wasn't worth it. And I don't blame him at all. And I'm happy to still see him get the recognition for the years that he did put in, because he put in was it eight eight years he played and and um he he played really, from really 2007 to 2015. Um, and he was a six-time Pro Bowl selection, and he led the league in receiving yards twice. And in 2012, mm-hmm. he came in with 36 yards. Uh, of becoming the first receiver in the NFL to finish with 2,000 yards in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was so close. And of course, like, I mean, like you said, it's it's great that he's in he's in the Hall of Fame now. I mean, even former cornerback Aqib Tlaib said that he is, in my opinion, the LeBron James of football. He's a one-of-a-kind receiver. Um, I mean, I don't know if I would compare him to LeBron um lebron isn't necessarily my fave um but yeah he's, not... he's mine but... <laughs> <laughs> but but like i get i get the comparison though it's a yeah. i i understand the sentiments of it um 
But yeah, I mean, what a crazy weekend for all of these guys and congratulations to all of them because it's all, it's all definitely well-deserved. Um, super, super happy for, for all of them. But let's, let's talk about something that might not get somebody into the Hall of Fame. Let's, let's talk about unsportsmanlike conduct, a lot of which we saw this weekend. Um, literally every time I looked at the TV left and right, every time I saw a flag being thrown, it was for unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, I guess revenge is a dish best served bold because in, in week in week 12 the chiefs upended the buccaneers 27 to 24 in what would be a super bowl preview um and tyreek mm. hill threw up his signature deuces to uh winfield jr which solidified his dominance on the monster performance um he mm. hill went for 269 yards and three touchdowns in that game um well of course we saw over the weekend Winfield got his revenge in the Super Bowl not just by the way of the scoreboard with Tampa winning 31 to 9 but with a little personal vengeance as well uh, he tossed up the deuces um to Hill in the closing minutes of the game and I don't know if you were watching when this happened but like he literally got down like crouched down because hill was like on his knees on the ground and threw up the deuces like it it was so i mean of course i'm saying that this is not sportsman like conduct however i would have done the exact same thing if i was in his position i would have taken that Mm -hmm. i would have taken that flag i would have taken the unsportsman like conduct and i would have done it um (laughs) winfield earned the 15 yard penalty for the taunt which is that seems like a lot for something like that. <laughs> I don't, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with any of it. There is some talk that, that see, okay, that, that part specifically, I, I have no problem with, especially because the game's over. Like, I don't, Who whatever. Cares? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, it, it. I don't like Tyreek Hill. So, you know, there's maybe a little bias in there, but um, just because of his off the field history. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's the Super Bowl. Like, it's, has there been a Super Bowl without trash talk? Has there been a football game without trash talk? And, like, I hear Terry Bradshaw go on all these um, talk shows all the time and talk about, oh, I hate the way that, that these new quarterbacks are celebrating. And I, it's like, come, come on, really? It wasn't any different when you played. Yeah. It's no different. And and now that there's so much more money on the line and there's a brand on the line, like of course Baker Mayfield's gonna celebrate the way he does, and of course Patrick Mahomes is gonna do it, and they're all gonna do it because it's good for them. Yeah. It's, it makes them you know, in in direct ways it makes them money to be characters like that. And and they take it just as well as they dish it out for the most part. And so you know, to even see Tom Brady get in on it. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> I was, I was gonna bring that up next. I was gonna say with mm-hmm. with Matthew. I mean, that was crazy. Like, I mean, even Matthew said, "I thought I played as hard as I c- I could today." Listen, Tom Brady's a great quarterback. I never really saw that side of Tom Brady, to be honest. But whatever, no comment. It's over with. I'm done with it. I mean, mm-hmm. that what he got. Uh, I've never seen a quarterback act like that. Usually, quarterbacks just kind of. I don't know. I I usually think of um, like safeties and like other people doing that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, not necessarily a quarterback. But that was I was well, like, whoa. 
Peyton Manning had done it in his career before, and we've see, we see it all the time. It happens, but according to Tyron Matthew, there was something that was said that crossed the line, um, but he never disclosed what that was, and then also deleted his tweet after saying something along those lines that it crossed the line. But yeah, God, I I hope it didn't. Maybe it was just kind of Tyron Matthew was upset, so he tweeted that and then deleted it because it wasn't true, or maybe, I, I don't, who knows. But, yeah, um, I mean, he did, he did say that Brady started the verbal spat when he called Matthew something I won't repeat. So I did see that. Um, and he said that clearly he's been chasing me, but I got flagged. Um, and th- that was also a deleted tweet that he had. But apparently yeah. um, ESPN put out an article yesterday. Apparently Tom Brady did text an apology to yeah. to Matthew um, for several on the field verbal al- uh, the altercations. Um, but I don't know. I think that it's, it's just like you know, we talk about unsportsmanlike conduct and we talk about like all these things and how we try to like uphold, um, these athletes to a specific standard and people get so much crap for it. I mean, you know, we've seen that I'm here so that I don't get fined. Um, and then who was it? It was Cam Newton when he like walked off an interview, um, Mm -hmm. after losing a Super Bowl and everybody judged him for it. But I think that it's, it's, I, and I feel like we've talked about this before in previous podcasts. It's hard to, you know, they're on a pedestal because they're professional athletes, but they're still humans. Like I still get upset when I lose stuff, but nobody judges me for being a sore loser because who am I? I'm no one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think that it's we shouldn't be too quick to judge in those kinds of situations. However, I do think it makes good TV, but is it necessary? Uh, I don't know. That's where it gets it gets muddy. No, it's not necessary, but it, it's part of the fun and it's it's part of the job. Um, part of the job is getting into the head of your opponent and then another part of the job is after it fails, you need to face the media. And that's, you know, if you, if you don't like one, then either don't, don't talk the trash on the field or pick a different profession because those two things kind of go together. Um, and, and it's, I mean, do we really, I, I just don't understand why we all of a sudden have such a problem with it because it was way worse 15 years ago. Yeah. Like way worse. And yeah. and now it's now it's most of the time it's just like innocent touchdown dances and I think like most of the time the, the worst thing that I ever think about something that happens is well wow, that was kind of lame but not <laughs> anything that's like that crossed the line or Yeah. But again we don't we don't know what Tom Brady said to him or didn't say and no. we'll never know unless there was a mic on somewhere around there which with the Super Bowl there very well might have been. Right. Um but there there's really I mean, there's a, the the obvious thing that comes to mind that would have crossed the line is a uh, racial slur. I, yeah, but I just don't. I don't see I don't Tom see Brady it. being that kind of person. However, who knows? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Is it's just like you, you know we see their facade and we think that they're who they are, but mm. you know who 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 really knows? And I mean the only the only people that will ever know are the people who are on the field. And we're close enough to hear what was happening. And I mean, it's it's going to be a he said he said, even if yeah, even if Matthew comes out and and says 
what happened. But I mean, all I can think about is situations like this situation with um, Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. And, and I was what, thinking about the same thing. And what happened? Um, so yeah. The thing they always talked about with the Miles Garrett situation is that the Steeler linemen would have turned around to Mason Rudolph and been like, "What the hell, man?" Right. Uh, so we didn't see anything like that happen. We didn't see anybody from the Buccaneers react. It just looked like normal back and forth stuff that you get when when you're playing a football game. We see it all the time. I just think for a lot of people, and what makes some things more publicized, is this is the only football game they watch every year. Right, right. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of normal when you watch football. It's kind of normal when you watch sports. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the people that are getting upset are the people that... That don't, don't see this. That don't watch, that don't see it, that don't right. understand... And it's hard because, like, I'm also, like, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, this is part of the sports culture, and then people are like, well, then the culture needs to change. But it's like, how are you going to change that when that's just who people are as being, like, mega competitors? I mean, Mm. I I consider myself a very competitive person. We've talked about it on one of our podcasts. Um, Like, I get heated. I get heated if I win. I get heated if I lose. Um, I get heated if I win and I don't feel like I did my best. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just think that the people who watch the Super Bowl and that's the only game that they watch like in a year, everybody needs to take stuff with a grain of salt, um, mm-hmm. and not be too quick to judge. But onto a more fun topic, let's talk about what everybody was talking about this Super Bowl. Let's talk about the guy who streaked on the on on the field in in his pink Borat oh swimsuit god. thong thing. Oh my god! <laughs> did yeah. you did you hear that he like placed a bet that um, there would be somebody on the field? I think he put fi- he put fifty thousand dollars down. I don't know. I don't know if the story is true. I saw it on a, from a source that might have made it up. But I guess he put a $50,000 bet down that somebody would get on the field, and then he did it. His fine for getting on the field was only, like, $1,000, or, like, his bail was $1,000 or something like that. But he, he like, came out of it with, like, $365,000. Oh, wow. Would you do Um, it? But no no because that goes on your record that's that's ridiculous um but you know it's just it's i don't get excited about that i was pissed that Um, they didn't show it and like because if if you watch the videos on youtube like people there are videos up there like of him getting tackled on the field that would have gotten so much like people would have tuned in so many so many views cbs so many uh, viewers on uh, so many eyeballs on the game like why why couldn't i see him being tackled live why did i have to go on youtube <laughs> <laughs> because you, come on i mean you can't you can't show that you can't show it it's you can't encourage people to do it later but my question is just like they're, they're, how did security let him on the field Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... How how does that even happen? There are hardly any people there. You run. Well, that's less people, less security. Okay. That's fair. I didn't think about it that way. That's (laughs) that's true. That's true. But, um... (laughs) 
it's just I need to look more into it before I really speak on it. But I, I just don't even understand the point of of doing that. It, it's so stupid. So I can't and see somebody being tackled on the field by security. However, when a black cat gets on the field and is running around, that can be televised live. Are you? Yeah. Kidding? How dare that cat? How dare he? <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I thought. That's who I thought it was. And that's this is why I didn't even really want to talk about it. Is because if you look on his shirt. You know Vitaly, that like really creepy. Uh, Ew, yeah. Yeah, that really creepy like YouTube guy that does all the weird, probably hopefully fake pranks. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of his guys, and I. Uh, it's just no. they've done it before. They've done it before. It's not original. It's it, it, come on, pick something new. They ran uh. onto the court at, at the NBA Finals one year. They did it. it Come on. I hate those pick people. A new, pick a new shtick. Do something different. Yeah. Well, Everybody, I mean, everybody's done that. Or maybe now, I shouldn't encourage them. But <laughs> just... pick, pick something new. Go to a tennis court, like a professional tennis tournament, and run onto the court. No, don't do that. Um, go, go, go in your room and stay there. That's what you should do because we're we're just tired of your stuff. It's so well, annoying. That's a bummer because uh, <laughs> I thought I thought that it was like a real person. Well, I mean, he he is a real person, but you know what I mean. I thought it was like mm-hmm. a a real person, and hmm, now I'm sad. <laughs> no, it was just another publicity stunt, and they made probably so much money off of that. Yeah. But, uh, Kind of like go back to uh, what we were talking about with the deflating footballs and Tom Brady and what Barstool did to get themselves attention. It's it's the same thing, really. Yeah, you know, it's another another company that bothers me is Barstool. But <laughs> I was watching the news the other day, <laughs> and Dave Portnoy was on the news, like a major news network. I'm not going to say which one, but like a major news network. And he was, well, why not? Just say it. Who cares? It was CNN. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he was on CNN talking with, um, Chris Cuomo about the Robin hood stuff and how he was pissed off that he couldn't invest in GameStop and that Robin hood was like cheating the, the average Joe Schmo. And I'm just like, Dave, Dave, are you an that average guy's... Joe Schmo? No. <laughs> like, no, that guy is, is, I mean, he's he's not, what's his net worth now, anyway? And it's, in, it's upper millions, if not more. Yeah, let's let's take a look, though. Let's, let's, but uh, I don't, I don't want to start a war with Dave Portnoy. Oh, my God, an estimated $120 million. <laughs> El Presidente, you are not the average person anymore you did it <laughs> you you made you're, it you're good you're good <laughs> you 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 fought the system you did it you made it but he wants to be better <laughs> by by reviewing pizzas you did it and <laughs> one slice and, uh, by handcuffing yourself to your friends in the commissioner's office and you did it so <laughs> just just take your one loss in life and move on my god I don't want to start a war with him because I used to listen to call me daddy or like call her daddy or whatever. And like he goes, he goes hard when he doesn't like someone. So I, I would just rather not. <laughs> I mean, who okay, are, so you, who you, are we? You we're, we're, we're no one. So like, it doesn't matter, but like. We're no one, but we could capitalize by talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I still follow them on Instagram? Yes. 
<laughs> so <laughs> who cares? I'm going on him anyway. Uh, <laughs> Dave Portnoy, what a wild character that guy is. I mean, he's a sports figure now. It's hard to believe, but it's true. It's so and, weird, um, and apparently a financial person too on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the guy's got $120 million, so I mean... <laughs> Dave, call me up. Give me some financial advice. <laughs> I mean, look, if we if we make it and he wants to buy this show out of me, I'm, I'm, I'm a sellout. I mean, I'll, mean, take, I'll it. take it. I'll take it. Cool, uh, I'll take a cool $5 million just for myself. Sam can... Whoa, let's Sam, not put a number out there. Uh, but <laughs> Sam can negotiate whatever he wants, but... <laughs> my, my 50% stock is going to cost a lot more than that, but uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> We're my legal team negotiate with him. Yeah. But Dave, have your have your lawyers call our lawyers, aka Bill. <laughs> but you know, that was at least like somewhat tasteful what they did when they went into the commissioner's office and handcuffed themselves to each other and then Tasteful. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, maybe it's not tasteful, it's just I think we all hate the commissioner of football, <laughs> so we don't yeah. like Roger Goodell as a whole. Society as a whole doesn't like Roger Goodell. I love being in his basement, though. Not me personally, like, for the draft. For the draft. I've never been in Roger Goodell's basement. Oh, that was a little concerning. I was a little... <laughs> I was like, oh, Roger Goodell, what are you doing with, with women in your basement? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, oh no, 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 no. This, was, this, this is, is getting going. off the rails. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta rein it back in. I mean, now that we, now that we're not on video, we're just like going nuts. <laughs> no, but I've never been in Roger Goodell's basement. I was talking about the 2020 draft. Um, yeah, no, I it, know. He had a giant, giant, giant jar of M and M's, and I was like, I wish I had a basement with m&ms just a, a basement filled with m&ms you can't even see the floor just m&ms i i think of all the things that i envy about roger goodell he had a finished basement probably, it was really nice yeah but that's probably like dead last is the the m&ms for me <laughs> <laughs> just considering that i can afford a jar and i can afford to fill it with m&ms no but i'm talking like <laughs> the wall-to-wall about knee-high m&ms I mean, I could do it if I wanted to. And, I just don't really want and, to do it. But it needs to be a temperature-controlled room so that the M&Ms <laughs> don't melt. <laughs> also, I need oh, a kiddie pool so that I can sit in the kiddie pool as to not smush any M&Ms. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I, I hope they, they should stick with his basement for the... It's very fitting. Have Roger Goodell in a basement doing the NFL draft. I think it really fits the brand. I liked the booing. I mean, it, it's classic <laughs> booing of Roger Goodell every uh, every NFL draft. But the virtual booing really got me. I, I liked seeing all the people on Zoom and having them boo at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Welcome to the it's 21st uh, century. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's it's not a bad idea. It's a lot easier for the people doing the, the audio work, too, when they're doing virtual booze instead of the real booze. But yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. Anymore. I don't either. This is probably a good point to where we should wrap it up. But thank you for joining us for another exhilarating, ex- interesting, was this interesting? 
tell us let us know email us at heels on the court at gmail.com ask us any questions give us any feedback we'll take hate mail we can take it um but thank you for (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us for another episode and make sure that you tune in next week for another exciting episode of heels on the court